Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, and welcome to this episode. I... I'm your host, Krista. If this is your first episode listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm a mom of five and I teach moms like you how to declutter their homes in the simplest and most effective way possible. Sometimes you might hear my kids in the background because like I said, we have five and I love to be around them and I love to simplify my entire life so that I can do that. So, and if you're a repeat listener, if you are a longtime listener, Thank you so much again, because your support means the world to me. I love that you're here. Okay. So today is a fun topic. We are talking about decluttering in a small home. And I want this to be a balance of, Hey, I hear you. It's hard. And also 
you've got this. Like you've got to take responsibility for this and work with what you've got. A lot of what we're going to talk about today is acceptance and working with what you've got and then distinguishing between your wants, your needs, and your non-negotiables within your home. So I want to start off by talking about average home size, average family sizes, and then I'm going to share with you some of our home sizes in the past, our family sizes, because I don't like to share, honestly, I don't like to share like photos of my home or how I do things in my house or the size of my home, because I don't think it's very helpful for you. There's a lot of people out there who do that. And what I've seen is that it's a very fast track to comparisonitis and feeling like, well, Krista can do that because her house is this big, or Krista can do this because she has this or that. And then it takes the focus off of you and your home and what you can actually do inside of your home. I don't think it's very helpful for you. So I'm going to do what I think is most helpful for you today and talk about the past homes that I've had, how I've made it work and talk a little bit about averages. So I looked up the average home size in the United States and I looked up the UK and Europe as well because they're actually pretty similar to my surprise. Um, but the average home size in the United States is 1,650 square feet. Um, now, the next part of that that I think is even more important than just like a generic home size is how many people or how many kids are in those homes. So in the average home size of 1,650 square feet are 1.9 kids. So a family of 3.9 in 1,600 square feet. Pretty average, but I thought that was interesting because we've had several homes that were way less than that. And we had more people inside of those homes than the average amount of people. And that's just a, that's just a random number to go off of. Your situation, what I want you to walk away from this episode knowing is your situation is your situation and you've got to accept that and you've got to work with what you have not with what you wish you had not what would be more convenient not what would allow you to live an ideal life instead of the life that you actually have and getting really honest about that so we have lived so in 2013 when my husband and i decluttered our house down to what fit into our suitcases and moved our family we had three kids at the time from alaska to florida with only one suitcase each, our house was about a thousand square feet. And we decluttered, I decluttered very fast. My husband went ahead to Florida, got everything set up for us. Um, we decluttered very fast in about a month's time. And when I was doing these garage sales, taking everything out of my house, trying to sell it, I remember that the driveway was full. The garage was full. The yard was full. The side yard was full. I had bigger things in the backyard <laughs> and there was still stuff in my house. It was very clear to me that I had way too much stuff. Like the amount of stuff that we had could have fit into a house that was twice as big. So that's something to think about for you in your home right now is, is the amount of stuff that you have, could it fit into, like, do you actually need a bigger house to fit all of your stuff? And I'm not telling you to go buy a bigger house. I'm telling you that if that's the case, you need less stuff. And I'm telling you that as somebody who has decluttered down to what fits in those smaller spaces, even with a lot of kids, even when we were homeschooling, I'll tell you about that in just a second, even when we had all of these circumstances where I was confused on what the wants 
inside of my homework, the needs inside of my homework, and the non-negotiables inside of my homework. So our house that we decluttered, a thousand square feet, could fit into about 2000 square feet. And then we moved, um, you know, and at that point, of course, like looking in hindsight, of course I could never keep up on it. There was way too much stuff in too small of a space. It just didn't work. Didn't line up, didn't add up. We moved to another house that was about the same size. Um, and it was very easy to clean up because the amount of stuff that we had inside of our home was manageable. And then that was when we got to Florida, we lived there for like three or four years, almost four years accumulated a lot more stuff and then decided that we were going to move to Idaho and we moved across the continent again, not as far to Idaho in our RV. And we, we only brought what fit into our RV and we lived in our RV for about like five months. The plan was to do it for about a year and that just wasn't going to happen. (laughs) We did not enjoy it, but even then I only fit what comfortably I only brought what comfortably fit into our RV that was 27 by eight foot square, 27 by eight square feet. Um, so not a lot, very teeny tiny. I was homeschooling my kids at that point. And this is where in a minute we'll talk about the wants, needs and non-negotiables, but I was homeschooling them and they had this little tiny storage bench of a little RV kitchen for all of their toys, all of the homeschool supplies, the cabinet for their clothes was like teeny tiny, like one foot by two foot. Um, I just had to keep what fit and we did it during winter, the worst winter Idaho had seen. And if you like Google, if you want to Google, feel like wasting your time and Googling the winter of 2016 slash 2017 in Idaho, you will realize that the towns shut down for like two weeks because it snowed so much and they don't have enough snow plows. So the circumstances were miserable. They were miserable. I needed all the snow gear for my kids. I was trying to homeschool in an RV. Absolutely ridiculous. I did it. And my, the reason that I'm telling you that is because it was not convenient, right? I had all of these wants that I wanted to keep, but I couldn't keep them because it didn't fit into our space. And that's a very exaggerated situation. But the same concept applies for you and your home, especially if you have a lot of people in a small home, especially if you have a small home right now. The answer is probably not the one that you want to hear, but it is the truth. And it is the one that will set you free. The truth will set you free. And that is that you need less stuff. You really need to get clear on how much stuff you can actually fit into your home and manage. So we lived in, you know, a thousand square feet, like I think like 900 square feet was the the one that we lived in in Alaska. I don't exactly remember, but I do know that it was about within that range, right? We've lived in 2000 square feet houses. That's what we have right now, but we also have seven people in this house, right? So you consider the average family home size is 1600 square feet. The average amount of people in that house is 3.9. Like we've got seven people in 2000 square feet. So just things to consider. Um, Yeah, it might not be what you want. And that's probably the most frustrating and difficult part for you is that you wish it was bigger. You wish that you could fit more things. You wish that you could have this more ideal version in your head of of what it would look like to be in your home. And that's okay. I totally get it because when I lived in the RV, I did not like, I didn't like it at all. That's why we said we're going to do this for about a year. And then we did it for five months because we did not enjoy it. It was not convenient. It was pretty miserable to be honest. But I can look back on our houses that were about a thousand square feet 
And I loved them after I decluttered. That's the key. After I decluttered, those homes were amazing. They were so easy to be in. I enjoyed the aesthetics of them a lot more, even in the houses that were, you know, were really, really old and needed updated, like the house that we lived in in Florida that, you know, was, you know, 1980, nothing had been changed since then. Um, but without the clutter, it's like, I enjoy this. Like this works for us. It's fine. Um, and I know that if we want to get a different house or bigger house down the road, it's great to dream and make those dreams a reality. But I personally don't think that until you declutter and can be content with the space that you have, getting a different house or getting a bigger house is never going, it's never going to solve the problem for you. You're going to carry those same struggles with you into a new home, even if it's bigger. And Danielle Grigg is an admin in the Facebook group. She's a really great testament to this because when she joined Motherhood Simplified, she was one of the very first person people that I worked with. And that was one of her goals was to declutter declutter her house so that they could get a bigger house. And what ended up happening is she decluttered her house and was like, oh my gosh, this house is perfect. It's, it's totally fine. It just had way too much stuff in it. And then eventually they decided they wanted to buy a different house in a different part of town with different aesthetics that they enjoy. And then they did that, but it was only after they decluttered that she did that. And I've seen the opposite happened a lot of times where people don't declutter and they move into a bigger house or a house that they think that they will like more and they end up in the same situation where it's still overwhelming. It's still not what they want. And a lot of it is because of the clutter. Um, and so that's the honest answer is that you've got to declutter down to what actually fits into the space that you have. And you can get into my course. Decluttering simplified is what I would recommend if that's what you want to do, like a total overhaul of your home. Definitely get into decluttering simplified because that's exactly what I help you do after work, getting a pizza on the way home or going through the drive-thru on the way home, setting the kids up with the food, and then me decluttering all night until it was bedtime, putting them to bed, and then decluttering after they went to bed and getting things ready to take to donation centers and sell on Facebook because Marketplace wasn't a thing. It was just Facebook groups, setting up the garage sale after they went to bed, waking up early, getting ready to do it all again. It was really exhausting. And I didn't spend a lot of time with my kids, like quality time, like playing with them or anything for that month. And that really sucked because I thought it was going to be that way forever. And one of the things that I tell people all the time around the motherhood simplified community, and I will tell you forever is that spending that month, not present, very busy, um, just, you know, letting my kids watch way too much Netflix was the best way I could have spent my time because it's been almost, it's nine years later and I have so much time now to spend with my kids. And I've, I've consistently seen that for the last nine years. It's like, I, I did that one month of work and it was really hard and I felt guilty about it, but I've seen for the last nine years, how much time I've gained and I continue to keep to give to my kids now and to spend on my kids now and to spend on my home now and my family and myself and creating this business and creating my podcasts and doing things that actually make me happy and fulfilled. Um, so it's hundred percent worth it. And I want to tell you that if you are a mom right now who struggles with, with finding that balance of time at work with time at home. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a short-term sacrifice. I will not lie to you and say that it's not, it is a short-term sacrifice where 
you know, you maybe want to take them out for a weekend and have fun, but you choose to declutter instead. And then it pays you back the rest of your motherhood season because you're not overwhelmed by all this busy work in your home. It's 100% worth it is what I'm saying. It's a short-term sacrifice now in the form of time with a huge, 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 huge ROA on your time in the future. And it's worth it. And so I just want to drive that home for the moms who work outside of the home. It will pay you back, not only in your time, but in your energy, in your money, in your creativity, in your ability to generate your money, more money, your career goals, your whatever it is for you, you'll get more of it and it's worth it. Um, and, and it's hard. And in the moment, it's very hard. Like I said, my kids watched a lot of Netflix. That was when we got our first iPad and I was like, whatever, just play on the iPad. I have to get this done. Um, and my situation was different because we had to get on an airplane and go to Florida but you can do the same thing for yourself. You can set timelines. You can set deadlines. That's what I said. It's really easy to compartmentalize your time. If you are working outside of the home, especially like in a corporate setting, you're probably pretty good at time blocking and, and coordinating schedules and, and creating structure that you need to do this, um, that you need to declutter your home. So that is it for this episode. I would love to hear your feedback on this. Um, if you If it made you feel understood, I would love to hear that if it encouraged you, especially with, you know, the short-term time sacrifices and what you'll gain long-term. I hope that encourages you. That's one of the big driving points that I wanted to give you um, in this episode. And I just wanted to tell you, like, high five to you. Working outside of the home and decluttering as a mom, it's a lot. So is staying at home and decluttering, which is going to be our next episode. Um Listen to that episode too. Like I said, a lot of these struggles and strengths overlap. Um, they are all valuable. They're just all, they all have their own unique things that come along with it. So listen to the next episode, the stay at home mom decluttering episode, the work from home mom decluttering episode, especially if you are in a hybrid position. Um, but that is it for this one. And I will see you on the next one. If you want decluttering support too, check the, um, the description of this episode because I've got a lot of resources for you that you can get the free clear clutter toolkit, which I just redid. It's amazing. It's so good. Um, I've had this free guide around for about four years and I just, I always go back and update. And so the free clear your clutter toolkit is an amazing resource. You can go get that. You can get into decluttering simplified. If you want to just declutter your entire house, start to finish, you can go get that. Um, and I'll see you on the next episode. All right. Bye. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you 
but when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.